Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings and it is Thursday the 16th of November and as usual with all the information contained in this podcast it is general advice only so please do your own research, contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this podcast. All right let's kick things off as is our usual form with the scores on the doors coming out of the US. Well the Dow Jones closing up 56 points, a mere 56 points, or 0.17 of a percent, 33,593. We did see a high on the Dow of 450 up and a low of 217 down. It does appear that maybe late in the session the market was getting a little spooked about uh, the problems that uh, we have seen in Poland, where it looks like a few stray missiles have come over from the Russian side and killed, tragically, two people in Poland. Of course, Poland is a NATO country, so there is some ramifications there. Uh, It is supposedly a mistake, but sometimes mistakes can start something bigger, as we know from Archduke Ferdinand, and the last time Poland had a bit of an issue uh, back in 1939. In uh, NASDAQ, though, we did see a big rise there, 1.43%, up 160 points, 11,300 and 57, the S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, up 0.87%, 34 points to 39.92. That VIX index sneaking up slightly, 2.4%, as you would expect. Looks like it may have bottomed around that 23 uh, mark and is now creeping back up again, but uh, I suspect it won't be quite as elevated as it has been in the past. Spy futures are down 12 points at the moment. 0.17%. So a little bit of a soggy day in store for us. Uh, I'm not sure if that's going to be really the case, but we will wait and see. A European market slightly firmer. Stock 600 was up 0.4. FTSE, which is on the verge of seeing uh, the um, Chancellor of the Exchequer deliver yet another uh, budget. Uh, the FTSE was down 0.2. Germany was up 0.5. France up 0.5. Spain up 0.3 of a percent. And yesterday, the big mover and shaker was the Hong Kong market, uh, with the tech stocks really firing up 4.1% for the Hang Seng, and uh, Japan up 0.4%, China up 1.6%. And of course, we have seen some big macro politics playing out at G20, with uh, our own Prime Minister meeting the President of China, and certainly we're getting out of the freezer, maybe into the fridge. And of course, we have seen Joe Biden as well meet for three hours with President Xi as well. So maybe some of the risks are dissipating a little bit, at least on the political macro front. So that is interesting to see. We did see last night Bitcoin rally 3.3%. I'm not really sure why I even talk Bitcoin. Uh, But there is news this morning coming out that uh, yet another uh, blockchain or Bitcoin company, crypto company, BlockFi, is on the verge of collapse and going into administration. So that is, uh, I guess, another concern for the crypto crypto market. In terms of US stocks last night, we had, in the tech space, we had Apple up 1.2%, Meta up 2.5%, Google up 29 Microsoft up 02 Amazon up 0.5%, Tesla up one8 Netflix still basking in the crown glory, up 3.7%. It's not that good, guys. JP Morgan down 0.7%, Citigroup unchanged, Goldman unchanged, Bank of America pretty much unchanged, Wells Fargo down 0.4%, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 4.5%. 
And we did see in commodities last night, let's run through them, oil was slightly firmer uh, last night. And we did see uh, the oil price better on the back of, I'm just trying to remember the reason, uh, but we did see the oil price better on the back of a problem with the Hungarian uh, gas pipeline or oil pipeline. Oil was up 1.1%, WTI up 1.2%, gold up $6.30 or 0.4 of a percent last night. Copper down 0.2%, nickel had a big, big night last night, 10.5%. So grab your nickel stocks while ye may. Aluminium up 0.2, lead uh, up 0.9, and tin up 8.6%. So some big moves last night in nickel and tin. Suspect uh, some of the issues with Russia and its nickel uh, was responsible for that volatility we saw in the nickel price last night. The iron ore price yesterday not doing an awful lot, up 0.4%, but we may see a little bit more interest in that after the meeting between Albo and uh, President Xi. In terms of commodity stocks overseas, BHP was up 2.3%, Rio up 1.6% in ADRs, Freeport McMoran up half a percent, Alcoa up 2, Tech down 3.5, Anglo up 0.8, Glencore up 1.5, Vale up 0.6, Arbomile in the lithium space copping a beating as did our lithium stocks yesterday and we got on to some of that in Henry's take today so you can have a read of that. If you like, Arbomile down 6.5% last night. In uh, US bond markets, the 10 years, the uh, yield there fell to 3.77%. And uh, the US dollar index was down 0.24% with the Aussie dollar 67.62. So that is pretty bullish and that should certainly help our resource sector. One of the reasons why the US rallied last night, although it was well off the highs on the back of that issue uh, with Poland uh, was we did see U.S. Pro- producer price growth stepping down in October. Um, so that was uh, 8% from a year ago, which was the smallest annual gain in more than a year and only 0.2% from a month earlier. So that was a good number. Market was going for 8.3% annual increase and 0.4% rise from last month. So 8 and 02 a pretty good result there. So uh, that was really why we saw uh, the US market push higher. Just another brick in the wall in terms of that inflation story and the peaking of inflation. Of course, we did see the Prime Minister and President Xi talking on Tuesday night, and we also saw Biden and Xi talking as well. So there is definitely a thawing in our relationship with China. One ETF strategist, Todd Sohn, in a note to clients in the US, saw more than $20 billion. Uh, flood into ETFs on Thursday and Friday last week after that lower than expected CPI report. Of course, all that money flooding into ETFs means that the ETFs have to buy the market. And of course, that is exactly what they did. Warner Brothers CEO David Zaslav uh, has spoken on Tuesday at a conference, said the advertising market was weaker than at any point during the 2020s coronavirus pandemic. And he said the merger with uh, Warner Media, or the discovery merger with Warner Media, had been messier than expected. Those oil prices rising on the back of that uh, Hungary, Hungary via a Drusbar oil pipeline being temporarily suspended due to a fall in oil pressure. In other overseas news, the Bank of America has recommended betting against the S&P 500 if it rises above 4,100. So we have got a little way to go, another 100-odd points. 
but it's certainly getting close to that at the moment. And um, the Bank of America survey, which is out, and that's a poll of fund managers, uh, found that fund managers' five-year expected return for the S&P 500 is 6.1% for every year. We've also seen fund managers' cash levels slightly diminished, only 6.2% versus 6.3%, still far above the long-term average of 4.9%. So that just shows you there is a lot of money waiting on the sidelines as uh, the market does rally. In local news today, ASIC has suspended the AFSL of FTX, the crypto exchange, which has gone into administration. Shame they didn't suspend it before that. And uh, we have had some sales numbers out this morning from Kathmandu. Uh, their sales jumped 61.8% in the first quarter of FY23, compared with a year ago. That reflects the end of the pandemic-related lockdowns. Total sales leapt 17.5% compared to the first quarter of 2020. An underlying profit rose by nearly $30 million. So that looks uh, relatively good on the surface there, looking like the price could open a little bit better. And we did see CBA has been downgraded to neutral at Evans & Partners. This is some broker talk. IPL, uh, which had a really good run yesterday, Intertech Pivot, uh, was, uh, has been uh, rated as neutral at JP Morgan. Morgan Stanley has initiated Fisher & Paykel as overweight. And LIC, which is Lifestyle Communities, is downgraded to a hold from a buy. And E25 has raised some money. They've raised 30 million bucks at $1.12. Petra Capital and Blackwood Capital raised that. The CBA CEO, Matt Common, said he was shocked by the FTX collapse. I don't think he was the only one. And BHP has been talking to its advisors about selling off some of its coal mines. Yesterday, Whisper, WSP, had a big rally on the back of cutting 30% of its staff. And uh, Origin it appears, is pressing ahead with that uh, $4 billion bid for CWP, which, of course, does have some implications in terms of uh, the bid from Brookfield. Uh, we've also got, just dropping at the moment, the Calix uh, AGM, uh, which is uh, happening today, and uh, that's certainly uh, going to be uh, looked at by myself later. Uh, we've also got uh, Aristocrat results dropping just at the moment, a successful execution of growth strategy, 27% growth in normalized NPATA to $1.1 billion, up 20% in constant currency. Uh, continuing to invest in online real money gaming, RMG there, strong cash flow generation and continued execution of capital management strategy, including a $340 million on-market share buyback. 68% of up to $500 million there. So it'll be interesting to see how that one reacts. We've also got uh, Grain Corp out this morning as well with their results. Uh, EBITDA, $703 million. Uh, FY21 was $331 million. NetPat, 380 FY21 was 139 Return on invested capital, 27.9 Dividend, $0.54 cents per share. Got to say, that looks... Pretty good for Grain Corp. And of course, it's possible that uh, this thawing with China, if there is a thawing on some of the uh, tariffs and problems that we have importing uh, our stuff into China, uh, the Grain Corp could be one of the winners there. So we did see a good run yesterday in United Malt Group. 
Of course, that was spun out of GrainCorp, so it'll be interesting to see how GrainCorp goes today, but you would think the uh, upside is more than the downside. Also, Vicinity out this morning with their AGM, and we have uh, Medibank Public with their um, AGM presentation this morning. That should be an interesting one to have a look at. Uh, just reading it now, I will uh, just give you the highlights there if there are any highlights. Of course, the outlook being the major highlight there. As you would expect, they have apologised unreservedly to its members for the, uh, the data breach. Uh, they have also said that they think it was completely the right thing to do to reject the ransom demand. And in terms of the outlook statement... Uh, they say our outlook for the underlying net claims expense per resident policy unit there you go, is unchanged at 2.3% for the full year and expense productivity initiatives remain in line with FY23 outlook and our expectation for inflation remains unchanged. Business is well capitalised and our health insurance capital ratio was 13.4%. So uh, it looks as if they have not changed their FY23 outlook statement not changed since the last update. So I guess that's in some ways some better news. But uh, Medibank Public very much in focus this morning. Well, that's it. Question of the day today. Just looking at the real world, because we are seeing signs in the, um, the economics, at least, that uh, inflation is easing back, especially in the US with those PPI numbers and those CPI numbers. But are we seeing signs in the real world maybe in Australia, that there are signs of a coming recession. And much talk has been for the last 6, 8, 12 months on the coming recession, but so far we don't seem to be seeing that. In fact, Moe Hennessy has seen a shortage of champagne and luxury good providers are flying at the moment with increased sales. So where is the recession everybody's talking about? Certainly not showing up in corporate numbers at least yet so are you seeing signs of a coming recession we're certainly seeing signs of an easing in inflation but is the recession going to take over that's it from me today thanks very much for listening have a great day and may the trading gods be with you <laughs>